How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Preferred Walk-Ons podcast. I am Cole Meyer, and today we have two very, very special uh, people with with me. Um, we have Adam Feinberg, aka Fine One, and Sharthak Makopadai, two of my college teammates um, and best friends. <laughs> can we say that? Yeah, <laughs> we can say that. Uh, how are you guys doing? Chilling. Chilling. Thanks yeah. for having us on the pod. <laughs> of course. Special quarantine edition. Quarantine edition, yeah. Business trip. Here Don't. in SF. Yes, sir. Um, well, let's just get right into it. So talk to us a little bit about... Um, so I know where you went. I know you went to Puget Sound, but maybe... You know, a lot of people don't know about that. Uh, so talk to us about um, your, you know, expectations versus uh, the reality of going to a D3 school or going to Puget Sound, uh, Adam. Or you want to start us off? Um, yeah. So going into just playing and being able to play like NCAA basketball, um, I definitely had, I had heard about, what college basketball is with like you know the practices the gyms the weight room times um like tutors and all of that so coming to UPS it kind of had those expectations of um just like what you hear about like a student athlete lifestyle where you know you get preferred class like you get your first big classes and then um you know, like you get like basketball games are packed, and th- those these were my expectations. Um, unfortunately, at a at a D three school, it's not so. It doesn't meet those standards necessarily. Um, I guess it can depend on which D three you go to, but at least not as glamorous as you may have thought. Yes, yes, not as glamorous. Like we don't get first pick of classes or anything like that. I mean, our weight room was remodeled and it was nice. But I mean, we had like some trainers, but we didn't have like top-notch trainers, you know. Um, and like um, the the games definitely weren't as packed as uh, I had seen in like other NCAA gyms, primarily yeah. like D one, D two schools. But not like a UCLA game. Yeah, exactly. Not like a UCLA game. Um, so those are some interesting components. Also. Uh, the D, I mean, I feel like we practiced and played and trained as much as any of like D1s and D2s, um, but we didn't have tutors and things like that. So we had to, you know. Was that own. something like coming into uh, Puget Sound? Did you not expect, like, did you expect the practices to be like um, I, less? So, yeah. So I expected the, I, I honestly didn't really have, I didn't really know what the practice was going to be like. Like, I watched. On my recruiting trip, I saw one of the practices, and it looked like pretty intense. But um, coming in, I'd, I had no idea like how intense it actually was, and how physically demanding the practices, weight rooms, everything was. Um, so that was definitely an expectation versus reality check. Like I, I definitely didn't expect to have hours and hours spent in the weight room and <laughs> playing. Like, and our practices were hard. You know, like they weren't like walkthroughs they were just like they're like literally war so <laughs> shout out coach Lunt. 
Yeah, so that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, build, building on that, I think uh, I'll speak for each of us. I think us being able to play at the collegiate level just in general means that you were one of the better players on your high school team. And I think oftentimes when you think about playing at the next level, like you may have those expectations that you're going to continue to be like the guy for lack of a better term, or just like continue to be relied on as, you know, a primary scorer or primary leader, or just, you know, one of the best players on the court. Um, But personally for me, I think that was the biggest reality check. Like division three, I definitely underestimated the competition, not like just of the teams that we played against, but also like my teammates I remember showing up like orientation freshman year and there were just Hoovers <laughs> out there. And like, it's crazy because you think that all the best players, you know, that are your age, they go on to the big schools that you'd watch like on national yeah. television. But right. there are a lot of good players and, you know, some of them end up at D2, D3 schools and, uh, and transfers too, like transfers. Like yeah, but I think just one of the biggest misconceptions about like the lowest level of uh, NCAA basketball is the skill level and competition level is it's legit. Like you may not be throwing alley oops or like guys dunking on one another, but skill level is just as good yeah, as kind of any program that you'd see. That's very well said. I mean, that's that was for sure an uh, eye-opener for me as well, going in, you know, like you said, I was the better player on my high school team, but, like, showing up to Puget Sound, there's suddenly 10 guys in front of you. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's it can be tough, but, but yeah, definitely for sure is an eye-opener. Um, Shark, why'd you pick uh, Puget Sound? Like, why Puget Sound over any other school? Um so a big reason was like I got a decent amount of uh, scholarship money and I didn't want to be in Orange County. So I wanted to kind of be somewhere else. Um, and the other schools I was considering, there there like some in Orange County and the other ones were like on the other side of the country. So it was it was kind of like a medium between like what I wanted because right. I didn't necessarily want to move to the East Coast. Like away from home, but not too far away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was a big reason for me. And then uh, I I had like visited Puget Sound and I liked it. I liked the campus. Beautiful um, campus. Yeah. yeah. And then I had watched practice and stuff and that was cool. It was interesting. Like I had met Coach Law, met Coach Law and I like talked to him obviously throughout like my senior year in high school. Um, but meeting like all the other players, like they were all cool, they're all nice. It was easy to get along with. Um, uh, what other schools like did you have? Or and by the way, for those who don't know, Puget Sound is in Tacoma, Washington. It's up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but did you have other schools that were uh, or that you almost went to? Like what? What was one um, or two maybe in your top three? Like like Lewis and Clark was one of really? them. Really? Yeah, Lewis and Clark, wow. and then. Uh, um, Chapman okay. and um, Whittier. 
down in, and then uh-huh. um, I had like a walk on spot, <laughs> at, like uh, at UCI. Preferred, preferred walk on spot yeah. at UCI. Yeah. Um, okay. But I mean, I knew I'd really, I'd kind of just be like a practice player. You know what I mean? I'd never get playing time or anything like that. So I just felt out of like the other D three schools. Um, oh, and Azusa Pacific too. They're D two. Okay. Um, but out of all the uh, out of all the schools that I had a chance of playing more, um, I liked Coach Lott and like UPS the best, and like the area. Like like I said, um, like like Lewis and Clark and Willamette were cool too. But I like being closer to Seattle than Oregon. You know, hmm. nothing against Oregon. But. <laughs> Adam, what about yourself? Yeah. Um, unlike my friends beside me, I wasn't, uh, highly recruited. Um, there were a a few schools that I was talking to, um, like to play basketball, um, to tell a little bit of a story. I was actually, uh, going to play basketball at Occidental, which, uh, is in Southern California, I guess, sort of close to where Sharks from. Um, I was locked in, going to go there, um, but when I got accepted to the school, I didn't get any financial aid, and it happens to be one of the most expensive private schools in the country. Uh, I remember it was a really sad day when I was talking to my parents, and they were like, we can't make it work. Yeah. Uh, and I was obviously, I was really bummed. Um, at the time, I thought that that was the only like real opportunity that I'd have to play basketball in college. So when that was out of the picture, I kind of had to be more proactive and start to reach out to coaches on my own, which is how I ended up getting in touch with Coach Lon at Puget Sound. Um, But I think like when I really knew that I wanted to go to UPS, it was when Coach Lon invited me up to uh, school for like a prospective students weekend. I think it was in the spring of, uh, senior year of high school, uh, obviously like met the current players on the team, played open gym, played well, which was nice. I don't know what would have happened if I like hadn't played well, uh, but it was cool like staying with some of the guys and hanging out with guys and just experiencing what college was like while still in high school, just on like a random you know Friday in the spring. And I think that was the only experience I had in high school of like being on a college campus for more than just like a tour or, uh, you know, things that you just do when you visited school. So that kind of locked it in for me. I just got a real like taste of what it would be like to be in college and got along with the coach, um, really liked the guys when I was there. And Coach Lent technically offered a spot to me when I met with him. He was like, we really like you. you know, we like your family. We thought you're a good player. Like, we'd love to have you if you, you know, want to come here. So, um, when it was all said and done, I was deciding between Puget Sound and having the chance to play basketball, or UC Santa Barbara, which I had just applied to as you know, to just to go to yeah. school without <clears throat> basketball. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love one of like my, yeah, love, love the game. game. I mean, one of my dreams was to like continue playing basketball at the next level. So it was kind of a no brainer. Very nice. Uh, what was a like uh, your first year in college? Like, what was a welcome to college moment for you guys? Do you can you 
remember any like any moments that stand out that where you were like whoa like this is this is different or like you know something that just stood out like your first maybe your first couple weeks couple days months welcome to college in terms of like athletics or um, yeah yeah like like, yeah like that like basketball basketball. um i think like i think the biggest thing for me was just how hard consistently how hard practice was that was like and there's how many good like you said there's so many good players i think our freshman year there were like 25 guys on the team or something crazy Yeah. yeah and so like practice we're going all out and all 25 guys you know are like good players so the competition level how hard you had to push yourself during practice like in high school like I could just coast during practice not that I did you know but like <laughs> uh, you could technically just like coast during practice like you don't run that much like here we're just running every anytime anyone messes up like we're running 10s like left and right and like in high school coaches like didn't really yell that much coach Lunt obviously did a little bit um so it was just inter- the intensity essentially fighting was for just, spots like yeah. li- literally fighting yeah. for spots. literally like yeah. clawing to like, <laughs> play you know like at high school we didn't have to do that whole, like we yeah. kind of like whole different starting yeah. spots you know whole different atmosphere than high school for sure yeah i think pretty yeah pretty similar to you i think my i guess welcome to college moment for basketball was kind of like Well, after we had met guys and, you know, there's the first few weeks of just open gym and, like, you know, everyone's getting a feel for each other. Once it's, like, I want to say October, like, maybe October 1 is when official, like, workouts, is that right? Like, official lifts and workouts start? Yeah, it's, like, six weeks into into school. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, yeah, it's around, around October, October, I think, is when yeah. like official lifts and conditioning and you know pre-season workouts start. Um, like day one, you know, we're up at five a.m. and like we had heard about this conditioning test uh, that you'd essentially have to complete mm-hmm. to you know be make the, to be yeah. on the team. Yeah. Basically, like that wasn't really said, but like that was kind of what it was. Um, to kind of describe it, it was just a series of sprints where each time you'd have more sprints to do. So it was a ladder ladder format. So you'd have one, like a down and back, and then two down and backs, three down and backs, and you'd go all the way up to however many, and then back down. And we... (laughs) Like, lost some people that day. We we went up to 13, right? Went up to 13 and then back down. I mean, people were... People were dying. Uh, I mean, I think for a lot of people, probably the hardest they had ever pushed themselves. And that was like essentially day one for a lot of us. And it was, for me, it was kind of like, what am I getting myself into? Like, this is like, and this was like before we were even officially picking up a basketball with the team. Like, we had played, you know, on our own and stuff since we had been in campus. But the first thing with Coach Lunt was this like insane morning. And I was like, damn, we like we'll have our work cut out for us. So I think that was my welcome to college moment. For sure. Um I mean, Shark touched on it a little bit already. I mean we both you both kinda did. Um so fast forward after those workouts, I believe practices start six weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Um official practices or yeah. so, something like that. Um what were Coach Lunt's practices like? Just talk 
just talk about it a little bit, you know, compared to what you've experienced before or what other players have told you guys about their experiences. Um, yeah. Um, at least for me, coach on practices are kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, the amount of cardio and also, like it was like, like nonstop. Like we were going 100% all the time every in every player, drill. Every and he's time. like, everyone's just like screaming. Like the, the hardest part, honestly, that when I first got there, was having to talk the whole time because in in college like we I mean in high school like we talked but like not la- like I'm not yelling on the top of my lungs yeah. like consistently and like if you don't talk then you run right. you know so it's just like those little things kind of like add up and then like diving remember we have to do the diving drills diving on the floor for like any loose ball because mm-hmm. we had to get like 80 dives or something yeah, yeah. and then it's just like a different level of like intensity that was like the biggest thing for me personally like the practices were just in, they're just non-stop go 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 like 100 percent. yeah uh i mean i obviously feel the same way i think <laughs> looking back on it now being four years removed which is crazy there were for sure a lot of times where i think we felt like what we were doing wasn't like helping us become a better basketball player like a lot of things were just very conditioning focused or like effort focused or even you know just like super aggressive drills that didn't necessarily have to do with the x's and o's of you know the game or scouting your opponent or just like getting better skill wise as a player uh but i think one of the reasons that like us three are here today still hanging out you know four years later is we had like some battles for sure uh i mean not just like you know one-on-ones and you know two-on-twos and open gyms and things like that but there was actually blood sweat and tears in those practices um you know get like shark said guys diving on the floor people banging into the bleachers like people getting in actual fights getting kicked out of practice like it was insane at the time but i think our for sure class class of 2016 uh i mean we're we're extremely close and I think like those types of crazy things, um, you know, just bring people together. So yeah, I think you got to you got to credit Coach Lunt for sure, hundred percent for that. I mean, he, like like you said, Shark, like he is crazy. He'll admit that too, but he does bring people together. You know, and just because of those experiences, I remember being so tired running, I couldn't see straight. Like yeah. you know, like, <laughs> multiple times. Like so, yeah. I mean, that shit was crazy, but. For sure, for sure, grateful to have had him um, there. I, I mean, he like pushed us to places that we had never been before. So <laughs> e- even like, if it, yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't helping us like on that day, you know, become a better shooter or like ball handler, I think it helped us just you know yeah. mentally like yeah. be able to find a place that like you didn't think you could ever go to. So yeah. that yeah, the mental that's a big takeaway for sure. For sure. Speaking of Coach Lunt, um, what, you know, you guys had him for four years, I, was, I had him for five. What did you take away from him? Like, what was the biggest thing you took from Coach Lunt um, throughout the years? Other than just, you know, a sore back. <laughs> um, I'd have to say tenacity, I guess, like the importance of you know, like, cause he, that's, that's, I mean, that's what he was about. Like he would, uh, what was it? Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah, Like just, uh, try to 
work as hard as you can all the time and go as hard as you can. Um, and I think like I see the importance of that now more than I did like at at the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, and like you can apply that into um, every aspect of life. And I think in the moment I probably didn't appreciate it because it was just like we were just like dying, you know. <laughs> but now that you know, going through those practices mentally, they they put, do put you on another level. So like when you're going through adversity now, it's not. You know, we can we know we can get through it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, you want to? You have something? Oh no, I was I was just gonna add on to that. Like I remember during, you know, during practice, I used to get so mad at him, you know, because he was just he would run us, or I'd be I'd complain about something. He, you know, he'd call me a bitch, like, <laughs> uh, you know, stop complaining. But but he taught me. He literally taught me, you know, that nothing comes easy. You know, you gotta like. Hard work is literally undefeated. It's yeah. just it's just true. Um, and I really learned that throughout the years um, from him. And it's helped me a lot, you know, after college, uh, just like Shark said. But um, what, what were you going to say? Uh, sorry. I, th- uh, I think one of the things that I've taken away the most from Coach Lant was, like, just being prepared. Uh, he had he had a saying that I think he I think he took from Pete Carroll, the Seahawks coach. Separation is in the preparation. Um, you know, it sounds kind of corny, but I think it's true. Um, like Coach Lent was relentless in his ability to prepare us for our Facts. for our games and for our Facts. opponents. Like you can never knock him for you know how much film he watched, uh, scout like. You know, getting scouting reports ready, like making sure guys were in the right positions to succeed. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, you obviously credit the coach for a lot of our success because, you know, he would put us in positions to succeed. And I think it's directly because of, you know, the amount of hours that you put into preparing um, for games or practices or whatever the case. So that's definitely something that I've carried, you know, post college, just like. You know, there's a presentation coming up, or you know, something work-related. Um, you know, just being prepared, and you know, not leaving things until the last minute, just to be able to get the best nice. out of. Yeah. I mean, he would stay up until three, four a.m. Yeah. to crazy on a scout. You know, like yeah. consistently. If if he had to, he'd he'd stay up. Yeah, all, all night. Right. He'd stay up all night. <laughs> um, again, shout out to Coach Lunt. Um, we all appreciate. Uh, you very much for all that you've done uh, for us. Uh, but yeah, let's see. What um, just wrapping up here? Um, what would you guys uh, advise incoming freshmen just on like coming into college? You know, who are playing basketball? Yeah, but yeah, student athletes yeah. coming into college on their first year. Like, what's it, some advice you would give them? You know, uh, for just for me, I'd probably I'd probably tell them to just be humble, because if you're not, you will be humbled. Like early on, you know, whether it's just like I don't know, someone else beating you out just because like you had underestimated them, or just you not being prepared to work as hard as you actually have to, or you know, not being able to effectively, you know, balance your time between work, 
uh, or sorry, yeah, homework, uh, practice, things like that. Um, I think you should just come in with an open mind uh, and just you know be willing to learn from upperclassmen for sure because you know they've they've been through it. So definitely just don't show up to campus thinking like you know how things are going to go because I promise they will not go that way. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's kind of, I think that's the best advice you could give. Um, I think like what I, one thing I wish I knew was, was that, you know, like, yeah. um, especially like for me where like I started off playing a lot and then like didn't play at all type of thing. And that was kind of how my first two years went. <laughs> um, <laughs> It just like shows you that like you could be starting and playing a lot, and then in any moment, you know, if you're not all, you can like lose that spot, and you can also like claim it back. But mm-hmm. you always have to just consistently ride the waves. You know, you can't be like, oh, like oh, I was starting and like now I'm not. Like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like you can't do that. Yeah, even if you're like the top incoming recruit, and you're starting your first games, like yeah. There's no telling you're starting the next game. Yeah. Like, other guys are trying to take your spot every day. And I think that was, like, for me, that was, like, when I wasn't playing a lot or, like, something like that happened, I would just, like, get in my own head Mm -hmm. um, instead of just, like, keep on riding the wave, keep pushing, pushing, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, like, a big regret I had, and I kind of learned from that now. Um, So, yeah, just kind of... To just like keep level, be level headed and realize like just ride the ups, ride the downs. Like, don't just be in the moment. Don't like, uh, don't be like, yeah, just like, just keep going. Keep like, pushing, yeah. Yeah, keep, keep pushing. pushing. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, just one more thing, just because you said being in the moment. Uh, like, for me as a freshman, not really playing or just like as a freshman being told that you weren't going to get any minutes, I think it could be. One, really easy to just, like, not stay focused that year because, you know, you've been told by the coaching staff that you're not going to play. Or two, I think it could be really easy to just, like, look ahead and say, like, oh, things will be better sophomore, junior, senior year. But, like, if you aren't staying present and, you know, thinking about how you can get better every single day, I don't think, you know, you're going to realize that improvement. Yeah, I think, yeah, you got to just worry about how you can be better every day. I think that's yeah. a that's a good like no matter what happens, no matter if you're the last person off the bench or like the guy who gets Starting. twenty yeah. shots a game, like you gotta prepare. Just just hold yourself accountable to be better every day. Mm-hmm. You know? Continuous improvement. <laughs> yes. All right. Well thank you very much. Um, you guys will be back on again. We'll uh, be back. So yes sir. We'll be uh, catching up again next time. Thanks again, everyone, for uh, listening or watching um, the Preferred Walk-Ons <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, so we'll see yeah. you guys next time. Thanks. See you next time. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. I feel like that went that went like well, quite well. <laughs> yeah. It's still recording. I hope. <laughs>